Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lessons with Lion podcast. I am your host, Lebo Lion SA, the voice of marketing in Africa, the host of the biggest marketing podcast in Africa called the Lessons with Lion podcast, obviously, and an SMME growth strategist who's passionate about the African continent and its people. Today, we're going to pick up the podcast where we left off on the e-commerce podcast from last week, and we're going to be really focusing on the different revenue models that you can find in e-commerce. This is important because just having an understanding of what e-commerce is, is not enough. You have to understand all the different revenue models so that you understand your options in terms of how you can make money and how you can play in the commercial space. Yeah. Yeah. Today we're going to be focusing on something that I am really excited about and I think it's quite common with uh, our generation, millennials and Gen Z, and that is drop shipping. But before we can go into drop shipping, we need to understand the e-commerce landscape in South Africa because it's very unique and it's very different to the other landscapes all around the globe. So let's just start with understanding who actually buys on e-commerce stores, what's their age, where do they live, etc. So according to Statista SA, the age groups that use e-commerce the most in South Africa are 25 to 34 at 34.2% of the market, 35 to 44 years old at 31.7% of the market, which makes up 65.9% of the total e-commerce user market in South Africa. So that means the age groups from 25 to 44 are the largest e-commerce users in South Africa, which is really good because that means that these are employed people, people who can read, people who um, are independent, people who know and have autonomy over how they spend their money and what they purchase. So that's a good thing. It means that people who are active in the economy, people who are young enough to participate and people who will be in the market for quite a long time are using e-commerce. And the largest majority of people who use e-commerce in South Africa are women at 53% of the market. 
Now, 39.3% of the South African e-commerce market users fall into the low-income earners bracket, which is quite a large portion. But it's also quite interesting that low-income earners can actually purchase online. And that should be a really exciting prospect for businesses that do provide products or create products for the low-income earners bracket. 34% of e-commerce users in South Africa fall into the medium income earners bracket and 26.7% fall into the high income earners bracket. The items that people are purchasing the most online fall into the following categories. And this is very important because it will allow you to assess whether your business has potential to make money in the industry that you're in, whether you should diversify into different industries, and you know what, what you can do, which industries you can learn from, and the techniques that they use so that you can also make sales in an industry that might not be that popular. So these industries are not in any particular order. These are just the top industries that people like to buy from. That's toys and baby, sports and outdoor, hobby and stationery, DIY, garden, and pets, with the most thriving and popular category being, can you guess, sports and outdoor. That's a big market. Even if you think about television, even if you think about, you know, anything, even fashion, you know, the sports market is huge. So if you've got a business in sports or your business can diversify and offer products in the sporting and outdoor markets, really consider that because they are huge industries across the board, no matter what you do. And we really need to identify all of these stats as opportunities for us as business people. These stats are not an indication of what you can't do. They're actually an indication of what you can do and the potential that exists in the market and the potential that exists for your business. So never look at statistics and think that this means that you can't do something or some market is saturated or that this is, you know, the end for you. Keep thinking of it as a way to identify opportunities and threats for your business. Other really interesting facts that I wanted to share with everyone before we go into this dropshipping podcast is revenue in the e-commerce market amounts to $3.69 million dollars. And that's in 2020. That's a lot of money. The revenue is expected to show an annual growth rate of 10%, resulting in a market volume of $5.408 million by 2024. A lot of potential for growth. There's a lot of market for businesses, especially with events like COVID-19 that have thrust us into a new normal and have really made us have to reassess how we exist as businesses. I think these stats are a really great indication of what the future holds for African businesses. User penetration is 43.2% in 2020 and it's expected to hit 59.4% in 2024. And that just means how many more people are starting to use e-commerce. So the percentage of people who are starting to use it is growing over time, which is a good thing if you want to open an e-commerce business. And the average revenue that's made per e-commerce user in South Africa amounts to $144.13 right now. So that's a healthy amount. And I think a lot of us can actually slot our products or services in that bracket. So that's a very good thing. 
Now that we have a good understanding of the South African e-commerce market, let's go into the first revenue model that we're going to be discussing in this e-commerce series, and that is drop shipping. What is drop shipping? An e-commerce website that operates a drop shipping model purchases the items it sells from a third-party supplier or manufacturer who then fulfills the order. Dropshipping is an extremely popular business model for new entrepreneurs, especially millennials and Generation Z, because their internet marketing skills far outweigh their financial capacity on average. In basic terms, a dropshipper is a supplier who receives forwarded customer orders and then fulfills those orders. What is a dropshipper actually doing? The dropshipper is the one who packages and ships the final order. They can be a large company, a solo individual, or anywhere in between. And what is a dropshipper? There are many types of dropshipping companies. They often focus on one particular type of product. So for example, there are furniture dropshippers, fashion dropshippers, home decor dropshippers, and jewelry dropshippers. The list is endless. Before we can go into different kinds of dropshipping, we need to understand the pros and cons of dropshipping. What are some of the pros of dropshipping? With dropshipping, you can have and save significant amounts of money on inventory. This is probably the reason why so many people use dropshipping. You don't have to have space for inventory where you stay or in your, in your office. You don't even need to be able to afford the inventory that you sell because the supplier does all of that for you. So you are almost the, the portal that somebody goes to to place an order and to select products, but the actual packaging, delivery, all of that is on the supplier's hands. And so you save a lot of costs, a lot of admin, a lot of effort and a lot of the cost of storing inventory keeping inventory safe and that kind of thing you save on that because your supplier is the one who bears that cost another pro of drop shipping is that its on-demand nature means that a business can typically afford to have a much wider product selection than those who fulfill orders directly I mean, this is pretty straightforward because you don't house your inventory because you don't keep your inventory where you are and the inventory is wherever your suppliers are. It means that you can offer anything that you can get access through to through the Internet. So if you find five suppliers and they offer the things that you want, you can offer all of those things on your website. You're not limited to one supplier, you're not limited to one product because you don't have to keep the product, you don't have to buy the product, you don't have to do anything in terms of owning the product. Another pro of dropshipping is that it frees up your time to focus all of your efforts on customer acquisition. And this is because what you do primarily as the dropshipper is that you are sourcing customers to buy from your website. And so the value for you and the control and power for you is in people being able to come to your website to buy the product. Your value and your business revenue isn't coming from logistics. It's not coming from owning inventory. It's not coming from packaging. It's not coming from any of that. It's only coming from you being able to get customers and to get them to buy on your portal instead of somebody else's portal and for them to consume your brand consistently and repeatedly, which comes from customer acquisition and brand building. Another pro of dropshipping is that it doesn't need large 
startup capital. That's also pretty self-explanatory. Why? Because you don't have to own the inventory. You don't have to own the warehouses. You don't even have to have an office. All you need is an online portal that someone can buy from. And then you've got your dropshipping business. And so it's not expensive to start. It's cheaper than starting a conventional conventional business. It's cheaper than starting most types of business models. And that's why so many people are dropshipping. Because it's so easy to start and the risk is very low. You incur very low risk in terms of the fact that you don't have to keep inventory you don't have to worry about the cost of office space warehousing staff etc now we need to go into the cons of dropshipping because nothing is perfect in life and so for everything that's good there has to be some kind of con or a or a challenge that we face with that thing and dropshipping is no different there are cons to dropshipping one of the biggest cons in dropshipping, especially if you're a marketer, is that it creates a lower level of customer brand experience. The customer never gets a chance to interact with the actual brand or have any kind of customer to brand experience. And this is because once someone has placed an order on your website, they don't actually get to communicate with you anymore. All of the comms that come after the order placing are done with whoever the supplier is who ships and delivers the product. And so you don't actually have much of a say as the person who's offering the product in terms of what the customer's experience will be once they've placed the order. So if they have an unpleasant experience whilst they're waiting for their order or there isn't really good communication as they wait for their order or something goes wrong with their order, you are not the person who they'll be speaking to. So you, you don't have... Uh, control and you don't even have the power to to make that customer's experience better or to make it an experience that reflects the brand that you are offering another con of dropshipping is that if your sellers are slow product quality is lower than expected or there are problems with the order it's on your head so you incur the responsibility of any problem that happens because your brand is at the forefront so while it's you you don't have control over how the customer receives the product the quality of the product when they get it you still are the person who the customer will blame if things go wrong because they're buying from your brand so in their minds anything that goes wrong is your brand making a go wrong it's not a third party supplier it's not anyone else but you and so another con of drop shipping is if your sellers are slow product quality is lower than expected or there are problems with the order it's on your head and customers will show you in the reviews that they give you about your brand so even though you don't have the power to determine how this, the delivery process happens and the online order process happens after someone's placed an order the customer still perceives the whole experience as if your brand is offering that experience. And so if they receive a product and it's not what they expected or the entire process takes too long or things just don't work properly, they're going to attribute that to your brand and not to a third party supplier. And so it really puts a strain on your brand. And that's why you have to be very careful about the suppliers that you pick. And just to add to that, Another thing that you have to consider with dropshipping is that due to the fact that you don't have control over your supply chain, you don't have control over the quality of the product once it arrives to the customer, you also have a higher risk of customer dissatisfaction. 
And that can be a really bad thing for a company that uses dropshipping because your brand is everything. When you don't own the actual physical product and you don't own the logistics chain, the brand, the name of your brand, the asset, the brand becomes everything. And so when your brand has a bad reputation, you lose sales. When your brand has a bad reputation, it means that you're not going to get all of the things that you were trying to achieve in opening an e-commerce store, dropshipping site. So it's very important that when you open a dropshipping store that you, you, you manage your customers' expectations as much as possible in the touch points where you can be involved. Now that we understand the pros and cons of dropshipping, we need to also identify the four main types of dropshipping to see which one works the best for your business. The first type of dropshipping that exists is product reselling. Product reselling is one of the most common types of dropshipping, where a company finds products from a variety of sources and makes them available for online purchase all in one place. These businesses make it easier for the general public to find and purchase these products. Also, these businesses usually provide extra value through in-depth reviews of the product, unique content about the product, or a curated library of resources for the products. I mean, if I have to think from the top of my head, I'm thinking about Alibaba, you know? For every product that you want to buy on Alibaba, there are hundreds of reviews on the product so that you can make a better decision. The kinds of skills that you need to use this kind of model are, you need to be good at marketing. And you need to be good at marketing because this kind of dropshipping is a very competitive and it exists in a very competitive landscape. There's so many people who offer the product that you wanna offer. So why should somebody look at yours and trust yours over somebody else's? And all of that will be reliant on the kind of marketing that you produce for your e-commerce store. So the kind of person who uses this kind of product reselling, dropshipping models has to be somebody who's very good at marketing. Another key feature of somebody who uses a product reselling model is they have to be very knowledgeable in the industry that they are playing in or be an expert. And this is because when they are experts in the thing, they are more likely to be able to address their demographics, needs and wants properly. And so that will make your product or service offering seem more credible and like it's a higher quality product from other people who are just offering a product but don't actually have knowledge of the product and knowledge of the demographics. And when you have knowledge of the industry, it means that you understand where to position yourself ideally for the customer that you want. And so that makes your product stand out from other products. Another example that we could use is when someone knows a lot about people who work from home, for example, they could create a product reselling store that's full of unique and practical office supplies for a home office because they know that person's needs. They know what a person needs if they work from home and have a home office. The second dropshipping business model is business extensions. Many retail stores just don't have an online presence. And although they might want one, many don't have the time, the funds or knowledge to put their business online. 
Some dropshipping companies choose to work with these businesses and become their online presence. Each time the dropshipping business gets a sale, they ask the retail store to ship the item to the customer. Dropshippers who choose to be the extension of a business tend to have an established relationship with the retail store. You need to gain access to inventory levels and product details, as well as take good quality photos of the products. This works well in smaller cities where businesses might be more willing to look into expanding their market and it can be harder in rural areas. Also because in rural areas we don't have the infrastructure that's needed for the logistics that are needed to deliver a product or a service to a customer. This type of dropshipping takes more effort because you need to establish a relationship with the retail store. Getting the appropriate inventory levels, writing the product details, and taking product photos can take a lot of time. But the benefit is that you have less competition through exclusive access to the retail store's products and can partner with them on branding and marketing. I've seen quite a lot of this uh, during COVID. A lot of people have the skills and the talent to open e-commerce stores and they're partnering with businesses that are interested in the landscape but don't have the talent or the funds to run their own e-commerce store. And I think this is a really, really great model for a lot of South African companies who are still afraid of the technology and online space and want to take it one step at a time. Because even if you are a small business, for example, that uses this business extension model, it allows you to learn how your customers buy your product online and in the future you can own that process and create your own store but for now especially if you don't understand tech and you don't understand online it's a great system to use the third type of dropshipping business model is product creation some dropshipping businesses choose to bundle or group products together and have them available for purchase as one product for example a dropshipping business could find a supplier with a large product line of craft supplies and build their own crafts using those supplies by creating new craft ideas the dropshipping company can bundle the craft supplies together and sell a make your own craft kit they can dropship the supplies and email the customer instructions or make the instructions available for download on the website after purchase. Making new products by combining existing ones can be very difficult and requires a certain level of creativity. But another common product you can create is simply a bundle of products that are useful to be bought together. Keep in mind that if you create a product that contains dropship products from different suppliers, then the different products will reach the customer at different times, and that can have its own challenges and risks. So it's best to create new products out of products that come from a single supplier who packages all products in an order together as one package. The last drop shipping model that we're going to talk about today is print on demand. And I think it's probably one of the most popular. Print on demand is when you sell your own custom designs on products like mugs, t-shirts, and phone cases. AliExpress drop shipping for example, allows you to choose from millions of products to sell. In both cases, the supplier ships products directly to your customers on your behalf. Print-on-demand selling requires you to have an idea of what you want to print on your products. After you have your idea, you need to put it in a format that the printing service can accept, typically through an image upload with specific size requirements. Similar to product reselling, 
it helps you know how to market the product that you create. Print on demand is another common form of dropshipping and many businesses print on common items such as mugs and t-shirts. If you have access to a specific group of people who have a common interest, then print on demand dropshipping might be a good fit. This model is also really great for companies who want to build a brand, a very well-known brand, but don't have the money and resources to create the product that they want at the quality that they desire it. So they'll find a supplier who already makes what they want at the right quality and just put their name on that product. And so when the customer sees that product, they automatically assume that the entire product was created by your value chain and your logistics chain, which is great. Your success in dropshipping is heavily reliant on the suppliers that you work with. I cannot emphasize this enough. Your success in dropshipping is heavily reliant on the suppliers that you work with. So I want us to go through a couple of things that we need to consider before you choose or select your dropshipping suppliers. The first question you have to ask yourself is, does the supplier provide good service? Does the supplier provide good service? You as a retailer are also a customer of the dropshipper. If you need to ask a question about a specific clothing dropship, for example, you will want to get a hold of your supplier as quickly as possible. Make sure that your supplier has 24-7 customer service via telephone, live chat or email so that contacting the supplier is never an issue. And if this happens, it means that when your customer has an issue, you can quickly fix it because you can quickly contact your supplier to fix the issue. Another thing you have to consider about a supplier is you have to take a look at your customer's delivery times. You certainly want your customers to be happy with your shipping service, but your shipping service depends on the dropshipping company you choose. Jewelry and apparel dropshippers, for example, might have fast turnaround times, but it can take several days or weeks to dropship furniture. You have to do your research to find a supplier that aligns with your shipping goals. So you have to understand the kind of product that you ship and the kind of expectations that your customer will have because of the kind of product that they're buying from you and then pick the right supplier based on that. Another thing you have to ask yourself is, do the product and shipping costs make sense for my business? That's a very important question. Do the product and shipping costs make sense for my business? You know the amount you want to charge your customers for products and shipping. You should research your potential dropshipping supplier so that you can ensure that its prices are reasonable and fit with your projected costs. Electronics dropshippers, especially, can have high price tags on products, so choose wisely. If you know that your customer is a low-income earner, then you'll want to make sure that you work with a dropshipper who offers products that fit that customer. And you don't want to work with a dropshipper who offers things at a cost that's higher than the cost that you're selling them at to your customer. Once you feel that you have successfully narrowed down your list, it's a good idea to place your own small order before setting up a contract with a dropshipper. You need to test your dropshippers so that you can understand the kind of customer experience that your customers would receive when placing an order with you and that dropshipper. So it's very important to test your dropshippers at every point. For example, if you want to dropship clothing, place an order with your top two or three suppliers. 
and see how that works for you. Make sure that your orders are similar so that you can test the quality versus the price, the shipping cost and the packaging. This quick test might help you pick the best clothing dropshipping companies for your business. Remember, anything online is about testing and experimenting. So don't be afraid to test things. Don't be afraid to try and see what works best for your business, especially with e-commerce. You don't want to work with a supplier that does not represent you well. And the dropshipping model is heavily reliant on a good relationship with your supplier because your supplier determines and dictates 80% of your customer journey in terms of them receiving a product so it's very important for you to choose the right suppliers thank you so much for tuning into this podcast about drop shipping and i can't wait to talk to you next week where we talk about another e-commerce revenue model and i'll leave you guessing on what that might be until next time be safe during covid and don't be afraid to test all the opportunities that are available for you on the online space it's there for us because it's convenient you can reach a broader market and you can create more sales all from the comfort of your own home or your own office with your own small team 